With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Let's join Bishop Kevin J. Foreman. Take over. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. My mind is renewed and my spirit is prepared to receive the word which produces faith. And faith pleases God. I'm not just a hearer. I'm a doer. This word has given me life and life more abundantly. Amen. If you'll remain standing, Isaiah chapter number 48, please. Isaiah chapter number 48, verse number 5. Hallelujah. Y'all all right? 2009 is going to be a fantastic year. Amen. Isaiah chapter number 48, go to verse number 5. Give me a little bit more volume in the house. Even from the beginning, I have declared it to you. Before it came to pass, I proclaimed it to you. Oh, it says, in other words, God says, before anything happened, I gave you a warning. I set you up for it. Are you here? Before it came to pass, I proclaimed it to you, lest you should say, my idol has done them, and my carved image and my molded image have commanded them. In other words, God says, don't you get it twisted. Anything that's happened in your life, God permitted it. And that's good to know, because if he permitted it, it must mean it's not there to kill you, it's there to build you up. Now look at this, I like this verse. You have heard, see all this, and will you not declare it? But watch this. God says, you didn't speak what it was I told you. Uh, I have made you hear new things from this time. <laughs> oh, watch this. Even hidden things, and you did not know them. Uh, they are created, watch this, now and not from the beginning. Now, now the problem with that is that that's a paradox, because please understand, uh, God says uh, in Ecclesiastes, Solomon rather says that there's nothing new under the sun. But in Isaiah, the Lord says, this stuff I'm doing now wasn't there at the beginning. Say, Bishop, what dost thou mean? Watch this. And before this day, you have not heard them, lest you should say, of course, I knew all along. 
In other words, God says, what I've been doing is what you thought you were here on earth to do. I changed all of that. What you thought your purpose was, I showed you what it really was. What you thought your identity was, I showed you who you really were. God says, I have to wait to bring out this fresh stuff until you were ready for it. Because no man puts new wine into an old wine skin. So God says there was some stuff about you that I hid from you until the appointed time. But tell somebody say now's the appointed time. What well, watch this? Watch this? What watch this? Go to verse nine. For my name's sake, I will defer or delay my anger from you. And for my praise, I will restrain it from you. Anybody glad to know that God is not mad at you? He's not angry with you? He said, and I'm not even going to do it because of you. He said, I'm going to do it for my name's sake. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I got to read this real quick. Go to verse 10. Behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. That's why some of y'all been saying, Lord, why is it I got to go through so much? And why has all of this been happening in my life? And why has it been hurting like this? Lord, it's been new pain. I've never experienced pain like this. And God says, it's because you've never heard what I'm telling you now. Ah, uh, watch this. For my own sake, for my own sake, I will do it. For how should my name be profaned? And I will not give my glory to another. Go down now to verse number 13. Indeed, my hand has laid the foundation of the earth, and my right hand has stretched out the heavens. When I call them, they stand up together. God's just saying, I need to remind you who's in charge here. Go to verse 16. Come near to me. Hear this. I have not spoken in secret from the beginning. From the time it was, I was there. And now the Lord God and his spirit have sent me. Watch verse 17. Thus says the Lord, your redeemer, the holy one of Israel. I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you how to profit. He says, I'm the one who teaches you how you don't have to just live paycheck to paycheck. I'm the one who teaches you that your relationships don't have to be messed up. I'm the one who teaches you your family doesn't have to be messed up. He says, I'm the one who teaches you how to prop, who should lead you by the way you should go. One more verse. Go to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. One more verse. Y'all all right? Yeah. Uh, I just got to set this foundation. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse number 17. When you have it, say amen. amen. You ready for it? Yes. Here it is. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, what was this? He is a new creation. You, you, you missed the correlation. He, he is brand new, and all things have passed away, and behold, all things. Somebody say, all things. Say it, all things. Your relationships, your money, your family, all things are become new. What was this? Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor. I got an announcement to make. I want to introduce you to somebody. It's called the new me. Now I dare you right there to just strike a pause and introduce yourself to your neighbor. Say, this is the new me. Uh, the one you saw last week, that one's gone, but, but I've been made brand new. Father, I decrease that you might increase. Speak through me now, Father. Custom make this word for your people in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Look at your other neighbor and say, introduce him to new me. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Watch this. When you come into Christ, it is not a matter of if you'll become new. It's a matter of when you'll become new. You didn't hear what I just said. 
Some of you have been wondering, God, when is this stuff going to change and how is this going to happen? Please understand, the word says that if you be in Christ, say, I'm in Christ. If you be in Christ, behold, all the old stuff's got to go away and I'll make all things new. So it's not an issue of if you're going to become new. The question is when you're going to allow him to make you new. Uh, It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. Touch somebody, say not if, but when. Uh, To become new means that you lay aside all of the mess from your bloodline and you walk and be what it is that God has ordained for you to be. Please understand, just because your whole family was messed up doesn't mean you have to be messed up. Just because your grandmama was angry doesn't mean you got to be angry. Just because your mama never kept a man because she was so mean and hateful doesn't mean you have to be that way. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And so now look at somebody say new. Please understand this. I need to make an announcement to you. You do have worth and you are important to God. Think of how many times that your life could have been taken from you when you were a child and in your teenage years and you were driving and you were driving with somebody that didn't even have their papers right. You yeah, Think of how many times your life could have been taken from you but God kept you. That must mean you've got some worth and you've got some value to God. Say, I got value. Now watch this. Please understand. Since it's not a matter of if but when, watch this, you get to choose the when. What's this? What's this? The question is, what will be the story of your life? What's this? What's this? Please understand. When people eulogize you, the word eulogize means to bless, to speak well of. Will anybody have anything good to say? When when people have to speak well of you, what, what will be people's testimony about you? Oh, she wouldn't submit to nobody, and she was just mean and hateful. Uh (laughs) He wouldn't be a man and take his family to church and serve God. He wouldn't do that. No, he wouldn't do that. What's going to be people's testimony about you? What's going to be the story of your life? Tell somebody, say, what's your story going to be? Please understand this. It can end up taking you 11 days or it can take you 40 years, but you decide. Please understand, because you can run, but you cannot hide from what's inevitable. The scripture said, when you are in Christ, all things must become new. So you can keep running and running and running, or you can just say, Lord, I'm tired of running. Let's get this over with. Ah, Y'all ain't saying nothing. Please understand, it's like that movie with the Star Trek, and I'm not a Trekkie, but please understand, I see the commercial all the time. Resistance is futile. You can keep trying to run from God, but you cannot hide from him. You can keep trying to hide behind your pride and saying, that's just the way I am, but you cannot run from God. Are, Are you here? Please understand this. That is the reason God sent you to this church and to this shepherd, and to this spiritual father, because it's time for you to stop existing, and it's time for you to start living. Many of you have not even tasted what life is all about, because you've just been trying to live your life to pay bills. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And so it's time for 2009 that you start living. He said, I am come that you might have life, and life more abundantly. Not that you wake up and go to work, and come home, and eat some dinner, and go to bed, and say, bless God. What kind of life is that? Oh, y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. So the question is, what's God's method? Say, Bishop, what's God's method? God starves your flesh until it dies. 
they say, what is your flesh? Your flesh is your will. See, 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 most people have control problems because they want to control their whole little world. They want to control everything that's around them. And what God says is what I have to do is I have to starve your flesh until it dies, your will until it dies. Please understand, Jesus had to go through the same thing. I know most Christians think that Jesus was walking up on Calvary, smiling, singing church songs. I'm going up the rough side of the mountain. He was agonizing. The Bible says he even sweat drops of blood. The reason was is because at that moment, his will to live was being broken because he said this, Father, if it's possible, take this cup from me. What's the cup? Take this problem away from me. <laughs> but then he said, but nevertheless, not my will. So God, I know I got my whole five-year plan, but I'm seeming that that's not what you want to do. So, Lord, not my plan, but your plan. Not, I know I want to marry that one, but that's not the one you've got. So not my plan, but your plan. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing. Please understand, stuff that even used to give you pleasure will not work anymore because you're becoming new. Because when you become new, old stuff doesn't work anymore. Please understand, when you upgrade to a German-engineered vehicle, you can't use regular and let it. You, you got to use premium stuff because it's a higher level. Tell somebody, say, I'm living at a higher level. And since you're living at a higher level, if you keep trying to put regular unleaded in your premium tank, you're going to keep getting yourself frustrated. So for many folks, it may seem like serving God isn't working. And I'm coming to church, and I'm giving, and I'm serving, and it don't seem like it's working. And the reason is not because God is mad at you. Please understand. The reason is because God can't really deal with you until your flesh and your will is dead. Please understand. The worst thing to give a spoiled child is the same thing he wants. I mean, parents in the house. Please understand, the only way to break a child out of being spoiled is not to go get them the exact thing they want. Are you here? I said, are you here? God is not asking for your perfection. So quit saying, well, Bishop, you don't know my issue. Baby, give your issues and your tissues to God. But Bishop, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what's happened to me. You don't know what I'm struggling with. Listen, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Please understand, God knew you were going to have some issues before you got here. That's why he sent his son and said, listen, you're going to pay the price for them. Because I know I'm going to have to plead the insanity plea for them. Because sometimes they do crazy stuff. They don't want to do it. They just can't help them. Y'all ain't saying nothing. That's why he said, and I said this on Wednesday, Father, forgive them because they know not what they do. The definition of insanity is to repeat the same action and expect a different result. So what Jesus really said is, Father, I plead the insanity plea for them. Because there's stuff they want to do like they don't want to do. Like Paul, Paul said this, the right that I want to do, I don't find myself doing that. But everything that I don't want to do, that's what I find myself doing, oh wretched man, that I am. So what Paul was saying is, God, I thank you that I need.
to plead the insanity plea for me because there's some stuff I've been working on for 10 years and it ain't changing. There's some stuff I've been trying to fix for five years and it's not working. God, I plead the insanity plea. Watch this. God's not asking for your perfection. But he is asking for your refusal to be the old you. Bishop, explain that to me. Please understand, when you trade in your car and you get a new car, but please want to say, uh, now you put your new car in your garage, right? Now, you can go downstairs and say, all right, I want to drive what I traded in. Problem is, it's not there. It's gone. The reason it's so hard for some folk to walk in the newness of who God wants them to be is because they never actually traded their old car in. They kept a spare key just in case they needed to run back on the lot. And so, God, I'm going to serve you, but just in case you don't come through, let me have my little plan over here. Just in case you don't bring me a spouse, let me have my little plan over here. Just in case you don't get me out of this financial mess, let me have my little plan over here. So you kept a spare key to something that no longer even belongs to you. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Please understand, because God loves you so much, he will not let you waste your life away. I just said something right there. Please understand this. Please understand this. When things get hard, many of you have wanted to quit and do what you always do. I know you're really spiritual and you persevere, but your neighbors sometimes, when stuff gets tough, they want to go put their head in the sand and pretend like nothing's going on. And then they try to go pull their head out. But what they fail to realize is while their head was in the sand, the season outside changed. And so that's why people think they can walk in and out of your life at their leisure. And they disappear from you for five months and all of a sudden you hear from them. I'm talking to somebody. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Please understand this. God says, because I love you so much, I'm not going to let you do what you always used to do. So now when things get hard, you can try to run, but I'm not letting you run. Because failure is no longer an option. Look at somebody say, failure is not an option. Please understand this. It is just like if you've ever been, and I know nobody in this room, but you know somebody you know, uh, if, has ever dealt with the police. Please understand, uh, the first thing you need to do is what? Lift your hands, because they need to know you're not going to reach for something in your pocket. And that kind of surrender is the same surrender God needs. Y'all ain't saying nothing. When you lift your hands and you say, Bishop, why do we lift our hands in worship? Because that's what real worship's all about. Real worship is about surrendering. Listen, officer, my hands are up. I ain't got nothing to hide. I, I ain't got nothing. I don't know nobody. I ain't been nowhere. I, I just, my hands are surrendered. Because somebody say surrender. Please understand. Otherwise, the officer will assume you're hostile. And if they assume you're hostile, that means they're going to have to take you down by force. And that's what happened to some of y'all because you're so hard-headed, you won't listen to nobody. God says, I'm going to take you down by force because you're going to surrender voluntarily or involuntarily, but you pick which way. So 
So I learned a long time ago, as opposed to me trying to box with God, I'll surrender. Whatever you want, get it. Whatever you need, get it. Here I am, Lord. Send me whatever you need me to do. I'll do. Uh, Y'all ain't saying nothing. So the question is, what in your life are you still trying to control and haven't given it to God? Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing. Please understand, when things aren't working in your life, check your bags. Because something's setting off the alarm. When you go to, I don't have my prop. When, when you go to the airport, watch this. They'll put your bag through the scanner. But watch this. Then they put you through that other scanner. And they look at the little lights. And then if you really got something you ain't supposed to have, it ain't just going to flash at you. And here's what they're going to do. You were trying to get to your destination. But they're going to divert you over here and say, listen, this is going to take a little longer. We need to do a little bit more searching. How many years of your life have you wasted because you kept stuff in your bag trying to hide it from God? But this about giving everything to the Lord. Yeah, but your pride, you didn't get that to him. Your anger at your mama name, you didn't get that to him. Y'all you, you, uh, ain't saying nothing. And so what happens is that you're trying to get to your destination, but your bags has something that's setting the alarm off. And so now, if you like me, I like to get to the airport just in time. I like to walk up and they say, come on, Mr. Foreman, let's go. Here we go. I don't like to be sitting around and all that for what? See, they want you to sit around so you start spending money, you know, $18 for a cup of coffee. And the Big Mac meal is $4.99 out here, but in there is $7.85. They want you to spend money, so I already know. If I get there 45 minutes till, that gives them plenty of time for the bags. Now, I'm about to tell you, that's all I need. Are you here? But watch this. You can miss your plane if they have to go in and start searching for stuff you wouldn't voluntarily give up. So the question is, is what in your life that you've kept from God and you think he doesn't know about it and you're afraid to give it to him because you're afraid of what he's going to say? Can I make an announcement? He already knows. He just wants you to just say, here you go, God. Please understand, please understand, if you're a parent and you have kids, many times the questions you ask, you're not asking to get an answer. You're asking to see if they're going to tell you the truth. You already know what they did. So they got cookies and milk all over their mouth, and you ask them, where were you? Huh? You, you already know what they were doing. You're just asking to see if they're going to be upfront with you about it. And that's all God wants from us. He, he, he's not asking you to be ashamed about it. He's just asking to say, uh, uh, huh? Here you go, God. He doesn't ask questions he doesn't know the answer to. Are you hearing me? Please understand. There's only struggle in your life when you won't release what you're holding on to. And you've heard me say that several times. The struggle ends when you stop struggling. Watch this. There's only struggle when you refuse to, to give up what you have. Bring, bring this here to me. Bring, bring me that purse right there. 
Matter of fact, you come up with your purse and put your Bible down. Move quickly, daughter, quickly. There we go. Now come on up here. Watch this. This is a reenactment. Now, now clutch it, you know, clutch it, put it over here. You know, do how the ladies in the South do. Clutch it. There you go. Now you got to clutch it. My great-great-grandma, she wasn't letting her purse go nowhere, right? She'd be in her house at 10 o'clock at night with her purse. Now watch this. There's only going to be a struggle when I get ready to do this if she won't let it go. No, give me, no, give me the purse. Give me the purse. Give, okay, watch this. What's this? That's what a lot of y'all do with God. He's saying, give me your bag because you got way too much in there. So the struggle ends when you stop struggling. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's only a conflict when you won't let go of what you're holding on to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? But please understand this. So say, Bishop. Bishop. What's this? The question is, what are you still trying to hold on that's part of your old man? What's this? Go to Colossians 3.5. I'm about through. Colossians 3.5. Y'all all right? Amen. Am I helping anybody? Because yeah. I'm going to help you set yourself up for the new year. Because you cannot go into your new year the same way you walked into this past year. And you got three days left to complete the year of release. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I, I says, are you there? So, so the question is, what are you holding on to from your old man? What, what, what you? Colossians 3, go to verse number 5. Therefore, put to death your members which are on earth. What's this? Fornication uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. What is this? Go to verse 8. Go to verse 8. But now you yourselves are to put all these off. Anger. You know, anger is one letter away from danger. When you get in the anger zone, baby, you get in the danger zone. Wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you've put off the what? Oh, no, I don't hear nobody. The what? Oh, With his deeds or the stuff he does. No, you, you missed it. And do look at verse 10. Read it. What does it say? But please understand. In other words, it started with our text from Isaiah. God says, there's stuff I'm telling you now that you've never heard before. And it will confuse you if you try to understand it with your old man. It will confuse you if you try to understand it with your old plan. See, there's some folk in your life, people come into your life with two things, a purpose and an expiration date. And there's some folk that you've had way past their expiration date. So watch this. It, watch this. God's not saying, listen, yeah, you're just a bunch of sinners. That ain't what he's saying. That, that ain't what he's saying. Don't, 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 let, don't let religion or, or religious folk make you think that's what God is saying. Please understand, there's that one person in here that doesn't have an issue that God has to work out. So look at somebody and say, you were good company. You were good 
because we all got some stuff. We, we all working on something. We all got something God's working on. God wanted you to be perfect. He would have given you the ability to do it. So, so, so watch this. Watch this. God is saying, what I'm trying to get you to understand is you've got to take off the old man, put on the new man. You missed it. It's like your suit jacket. Watch this. I put this on before I came out. Why? So y'all don't be sending me emails saying how Bishop need to wear jackets. <laughs> no, seriously, though. But watch this. <laughs> y'all jokers. I better really send one. And I told him, God loves you. Watch your back. No, I'm just saying. I did not say that. I did not say that. Don't tell me telephone. It's a secret in the whole world. Watch it. Well, watch this. I put it on, and when I put it on, it changed my appearance. So when you put on your new man, it may mean that you have to willingly tell yourself, I don't do that no more. No, you, you, you missed what I just said. I, I, I don't do that no more. That, that, that's not me anymore. I used to lie and cheat and say, that ain't me no more. You used to get angry and run and fight and act the fool. That ain't, you don't do that no more. Now you pray about everything opposed to worrying about everything. The old you wanted to worry about everything, but the new you prays about everything. Because somebody say, I'm not, that, I'm not the old me no more. Tell them, I'm not the old me. I'm not the old me. So please understand, that means that takes away this excuse, that's just how I am. See, a lot of people say, you know, oh, well, so-and-so just mean, that's just how they are. But see, they don't do that to their boss. So it must mean that's not really how they are. They just do it to people they think they can get away with it. So that means I have to willingly say to myself, when you want to let that person who keeps coming up to your desk telling you all stuff you don't want to hear, and you want to tell them, speak in tongues, they understand. You say to yourself, wait a minute, let me put on my jacket. I'm new. I don't do that. When you want to get angry, and you want to let people know where they can get off. Let me put on my jacket because I'm new. I don't do that anymore. You're not hearing what I'm saying. So you take off the old man. You put on the new man. Now, the scripture said that the new man is renewed according to knowledge. That's why you get the CDs. That's why you buy the books, because the new man is going to be strengthened according to knowledge. Yes, so in other words, the new you right now might just be a vest. But if you keep on getting the word on the inside of you, you'll start growing some sleeves. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. And if you keep being faithful to God, then you'll get the whole jacket. Y'all ain't saying nothing because he's renewed. He's developed over time. So stop thinking because you came to church one day that the very next day everything is going to be different. The new you is developed over time. Tell somebody say over time. Now that sounds really good, but the question is, Bishop, when I'm right in the middle of a situation, how do I put on the new me? I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, this past week was Christmas, of course, and so the United States Postal Service had to handle millions and tens of millions of packages. 
Please understand this. Uh, when you uh, understand the postal system, if you move into a new home, say new me. But you get a piece of mail that belonged to the former owner. If I could just get somebody to say something, I can preach it real good and we'll be out of here. So you go get a new house, beautiful house, my God. Granite countertops and marble floors and cherry wood. Come on, somebody. And stainless steel. Sound like Bishop's house. And your house. Are you here? Beautiful house. Man, the lawn is all nice and landscaped, and your grass looks good, and your trees ain't cocking to the side. They're standing upright and all that. Beautiful. Somebody say beautiful. And then you're the new owner of that house, and you walk out to the mailbox. What's the mailbox? The mailbox is where you receive and you send away. Tell somebody, so he's going somewhere. You get a piece of mail that's addressed to the person that used to live there. The old you used to go crazy at certain stuff. The, the old you used to do certain stuff certain ways and you kept getting the same results. And so the old you would have lost their mind. But what they didn't realize was they sent a piece of mail to somebody that no longer lives there. So I'm not even going to open that, nor am I going to accept that package. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write on the envelope, return to sender. And so when the enemy comes in like a flood, return to sender. When low self-esteem tries to get you, return to sender. When depression tries to come in, return to sender, because that person don't live here no more. used to be full of anger, but that person doesn't live here anymore. You used to judge others because you thought they were judging you, but that person don't live here no more. You used to be fickle, but now you're faithful. That old person don't live here no more. You used to gossip, but that person don't live here no more. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, return it to sender. Because the new you, you know what they do? Baby, they just love God. They just love people, and they love life. Stand to your feet, everybody.